Hello and welcome to my podcast. I'm your host, Michelle. This is the Black Eye Podcast. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Dear Lord in heaven, and I shout out to a person on Twitter who made me aware of this Robert Malone Indy, who um, made me aware of this, or made everyone aware of this particular article, opinion by the the Washington Post from the Washington Post. And it goes on to read as follows. The title of it is Doctors should be allowed to give priority to vaccinated patients patients when resources are scarce. Here we go, people. Here we go. And the article was dated September 3rd, and it's the opinion by Ruth Marcus. And this completely her opinion, but the idea that the thought is out there is just outrageous. So she here she goes. She's gonna come right out and say, and that's the sentence right there. I'm gonna come right out and say, in situations where hospitals are overwhelmed and resources such as intensive care beds or ventilators are scarce, vaccinated patients should be given priority over those who have refused refused vaccination without a legitimate medical or religious reason. Yeah, I just stopped right there to digest what I just read. Vaccinated, who refuse vaccination without a legitimate medical or religious reason. What? Is this person a doctor, by the way? No, he's not a doctor. Okay. Because I'm not a doctor either, but even I know the, 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 the mantra of the doctors, uh, do no harm. So this whole idea that this non-medical person says puts out here in, into the ether, into the world, into the universe, that unvaccinated people should not be prioritized over vaccinated people. And how do you then distinguish or discover what is a legitimate medical or religious reason? Who, who determines that? A religious reason in particular. But I go on. This conflicts, this conflicts radically with accepted medical ethics. I recognize. Oh, well, at least she's self-aware. And under ordinary circumstances, I agree with those rules. Right. The lung cancer patient who's been smoking two packs a day for decades is entitled to the same treatment as the one who never took a puff. Again, I'm digesting here. The drunk driver who kills a family gets a team doing its utmost to save him, although not perhaps a liver transplant if he needs one. Doctors are healers, not judges. Oh, so she is aware of that. How droll. For the coronavirus pandemic, the development of a highly effective vaccine, God, they kill me with that, and the emergence of a core of vaccine resistors, along with an infectious new variant, have combined to change the ethical calculus. How? Those who insist on refusing the vaccine for no reason are not the same 
are not in the same moral position of the smoker with lung cancer or the drunk driver. What? You just said the drunk driver killed a family. You just said they smoked two packs of cigarettes a day for decades. Now, if a person who is not vaccinated, and I say this over and over and over again, but it's my podcast, so I get to say it over and over again. If you get tested and you don't have COVID, you're not giving COVID to anybody. Who are you giving it to if you don't have it? Who are you spreading it to if you don't have it? That's why I'm for the testing, to prove once and for all that everybody who is not vaccinated is not carrying the damn COVID-19 virus. But she goes on to say this. In situations where resources are scarce and hard choices must be made, they are not entitled to the same no questions asked, no holds barred medical care as others who behave more responsibly. How do you know they didn't behave responsibly? Like, who are you to judge that? Again, this is not even a medical professional. This is some, uh, you know, elitist person who feels that they have done their duty and that is thereby society's duty to dehumanize you for not doing what they did. There are a number of reasons. Here we go. When it comes to justification, it's hard to quit smoking, stop drinking, lose weight, or even take up exercise. Oh, my. So even those whose health problems can reasonably be blamed on their own lapses deserve the best care possible. After all, for the most part, they are their own victims. Forgive the silence. I'm digesting here, like slowly, slowly digesting what she is freaking saying. I am slowly digesting it. Very slowly digesting it. Vaccine resistance resistors are different. Their refusal to take the shot doesn't affect their own health. It poses a known risk to the health of others, especially now with the spread of the Delta variant. So I guess this woman is totally denying like side effects. And if a person who has legitimate medical issues with the vaccine doesn't take it, doesn't that affect their own health? And if you're talking about religious exemption, then doesn't that have some weight in a person making up their own mind based on convictions? So why would a person who has convictions about taking not taking the vaccine be any different from a person who had religious exemption or from taking the vaccine? That's just a question. But she goes on to say this. To decline to be vaccinated is to fail to live up to your duty to your community. No. 
and it should mean that you forfeit, if necessary, your claim to equal medical treatment. Emphasis on, if necessary, because that is the other part of the equation. Scarcity has the consequences for the distribution of medical resources. The limited supply of donor organs is one reason why it is acceptable to take a patient's history of alcoholism and likelihood of continued drinking into account in distributing livers. If possible and healthcare resources were not severely strained, if there were not areas where vaccination rates are dangerously low and the Delta variant is spreading fast, there would be no problem. The vaccine refuser, although morally blameworthy, would still deserve the best care possible. But that is not the case in too many parts of this country. Say one person arrives at an emergency room suffering from a massive heart attack. The other, defiantly unvaccinated, has come down with COVID-19 and is struggling to breathe. ICU beds are scarce at this hospital, so are ventilators. The foreseeable result of the decision by this COVID patient and the scores of others like him not to live up to the, their irresponsibility to be vaccinated. It is not only ethical to discriminate against them. It would be morally wrong not to give priority care to the heart attack victim. Wow. Wow. One argument against this position is that it puts healthcare providers on a slippery slope toward becoming free-ranging moral arbiters. Nope, I don't think the slope is unduly slippery. She actually wrote this. She actually wrote this. Oh my God. This is a unique setting that combines the availability of life-saving treatment, the imperative of individual responsibility, and the attendant pandemic-created shortage of resources. Carving out a justifiable exception from ethical rules doesn't mean risking that they will be routinely ignored. You see what I said about people living in this alternate reality? Like, it's completely alternate. It, it, I mean, what, what? Just what? That's what I gotta say, just what, what? Another argument is more practical. Hospitals and physicians aren't going to explicitly implement the kind of policy I'm advocating for, fear of lawsuit, you think? Because I will sue the hell out of you. I will own the hospital when it's done, when it's all said and done. I will own that hospital. And I advise everybody who feels that they have suffered this um, kind of discrimination to do the same. When a group of Texas healthcare providers began exploring a scaled-back version of the idea, proposing that vaccine status therefore may be considered when making tri triage decisions as part of physicians' assessment of each individual's likelihood of survival, the project was quickly abandoned as a homework assignment. No one is going to yank a ventilator from an unvaccinated patient. No, but you were kind of advocating that, weren't you, though? No one is going to yank a ventilator from an unvaccinated patient or to treat a vaccinated one in desperate need of treatment. And that's not what I'm endorsing. In the real world, these decisions are going to be made in split-second assessment upon arrival. 
My argument is that doctors aren't acting unethically by putting finger on the scale in favor of the vaccinated. They're behaving rationally and justly. Well, you're kind of screwing up your own science as well because, uh, like you just said, that the the vaccines are are um are effective. That's what you're saying that the vaccines are effective. So most people, according to the science now, not from me, who have the vaccine and get the virus probably won't end up in the hospital. That's according to the science. Because they just finished telling us, and the narrative just was, that this is the pandemic of the unvaccinated. So who is filling up the hospitals according to the narrative and the science? So why then would you forego um, treatment to an unvaccinated person when most of the people, according to the narrative, who are being in, have been admitted to the hospital are the people who are unvaccinated? Because the vaccinated people aren't getting that sick, according to the science. If we're listening to the science, you're not going to be sick, or you're not going to be sick for very long. It's going to be a few sniffles and a cold. You're not going to end up in the hospital, according to the science. So why then is this being put out here? Who are you talking to? What are you saying? And if anybody who is for this, let me just say, you are all pieces of shit. There's no other way to put it. But she's putting it out here on the Washington Post. She's putting it out here. She's not, she's not advocating for it, but she's, she's saying that it wouldn't be unethical if you did it. Emergency physician, I'm going on to read now, Anne Hackling. Okay, I just want to see where I am on the time here. Uh, Dan Halfling has written extensively up, about how to triage care, and he agrees. And he says, if you believe there is a certain degree of accountability that we as citizens have to take, to take for each other to protect our community, then that group of individuals who have willingly chosen not to vaccinate are illegitimate reasons. It would be fair to place them at the back of the line. Not kick them out of the line, just move them back, he told me. At the end of the day, if you have willingly chosen not to do something that benefits the public good in the setting of a national crisis, then there are certain consequences. This is an uncomfortable conversation. The irresponsibly unvaccinated have made it a necessary one. No, they haven't. No, just no, just no. So now on top of putting you in the lion's den, so to speak, taking away your job, taking away uh, any kind of um, 
ability to support yourself, taking away unemployment benefits. They're going to now. Oh, oh, and on top of that, they're going to charge you if you if you are taking um, employment health care. So they're going to they're, you're going to be surcharged for not being vaccinated. So they're going to take money out of your paycheck. They're they're constantly they're the bulldozer that's pushing you over the edge. Okay, they're going to force you to do. It. Oh, you have freedom, yes. Well, this is who, you know, we control your freedom. You don't have freedom without us. Solution, opt out of their, uh, opt out of their care. Opt out of their health care. It's expensive anyways. Opt out of it. And that way they can't be taking money out of your check. And you know what? I say go take the testing. Take the testing. Throw it on their desk. I don't have COVID. Somebody in, in here who's vaccinated has COVID. It ain't got nothing to do with me. I'm not the one carrying COVID. But these people right here, this is what they think of you. And this is an elitist white woman, okay, with no medical degree, no nothing. It's putting it out here in the universe, in the ether. That because you made a decision that you should not be treated first. That's what they're telling you. They're, they're, you're no longer a human being now. You, you see what she put in front of you, right? A drunk driver who killed a family. He deserves to be um, alive. A person who smoked two packs, and they, they deserve to be alive. They deserve triage. They deserve medical care without judgment. You, you unvaccinated swine, you deserve to die. That's what they're saying. That's what they're putting out there. The unvaccinated deserve to die. It's it's crazy. They're putting it out there. A persecution of the unvaccinated. That's what's going on here. They are making certain they're trying to drum you out of society. They're going to, they're going to push you in the proverbial ghetto, because that's what they want. Okay, they're going to push you in the proverbial ghetto. You're not vaccinated, you don't get paid. You're not vaccinated, you don't get any benefits. This is a passport for people who are vaccinated. You don't get to enjoy any of the things that we have to offer you. You don't get to enjoy life because why? You're unvaccinated. Even though these vaccines, these so-called breakthroughs that are so rare, these rare breakthroughs, huh? Hmm. They're not so rare after all. The science has proven that people who carry, who who are vaccinated, can carry the virus, can spread the virus. They're trying to back away from that, but they already said it. It's already out there. But instead of doing the right thing, you know, instead of giving you the opportunity to test, maybe test to make sure that you don't have COVID, because if you don't have COVID, you can't spread COVID. After all, you do have a mask mandate. 
People are wearing masks indoors again. But here we go. They're doing everything in their power to segregate and, dehum and dehuman dehumanize you in every way possible. All because of the jab. It's like uh, Meshach, what is it, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, you know, they got thrown in the fiery furnace. Daniel in the lion's den. <laughs> the persecutions. What next? If, you, if you're a store who caters to unvaccinated vaccinated people, there's going to be a crystal knock. They're going to start breaking your glass. If you're a restaurant who caters to unvaccinated people, they're going to start uh, uh, vandalizing your store. What's next? And persecute your children? I mean, you think it's a far, a far way to go. It's not. It only takes one step to start a journey. One step to start a journey, to take away your freedom. The dehuman, the, ew, I can't even say the word because I can't even imagine that happening here in the United States. And yet it is happening. They're talking about it. They're saying it out loud. They're writing it in newspapers. I said it before and I'll say it again. If businesses and governments put themselves as the bulldozers to push people over the edge, you can't be surprised at what comes crawling out. Anyway, that's what I have to say on that for, for today. Thank you for listening. Listen, thank God that you're alive and safe and well. Where there's life, there's hope. Hope always springs eternal. Be thankful. Be grateful. Pray for your brothers and sisters. And have a good night. Bye-bye. You have just heard the Black Eye Pirates. If you would like to contact me, you can do so through Twitter at MHB1070, on Instagram at My1029, that's M-H-I-G-H-1029, excuse me, or on Patreon at theblackeyepodcast.com. If you would like to donate to the podcast, you can do so through Stripe. Any donation helps me make better content and bring it to you. Thank you.